Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. And I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who read, readers who write, and, and everyone, everyone who, who loves, loves words. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about tone and word choice and how you, our word choice affects our tone. Um, and kind of the ways that we can adjust our word choice and our similes and the ways that we adjust even just our sentence structure to fit different genres, different um, feels, and kind of create a different, yeah, a different tone and voice for our work. So this has been something that's really interesting to me um, this year in particular, because I have written things that are vastly different. I have a fantasy that has a really dark kind of feel um and then I've done a lot of light little alien romance things that are very different from much darkness (laughs) (laughs) and it's been interesting to note like um just the ways I've had to adjust my language for each of those projects do you mind if I start with a definition as well like yeah great and as I was looking at it, because it is squishy, right? Like mm-hmm. the tone, there's so many things that contribute to tone. So I thought yeah. getting kind of what is tone a little bit tacked down might help. So it's it's the general character or attitude of a place, piece of writing, situation, etc. But it's also in relation to kind of music. And mm-hmm. within that, it talks about the timber the color, the voice, the ring, the resonance. And I I think all of that kind of combines together to kind of get this idea of it is both the tone being what we intend it to be, but also the mood that is evoked within the reader or what they feel when they go through the process of reading what it is. Yeah, that's such a, I like that idea of music. And there is Mm -hmm. kind of like, there's such a different like you can I feel like different writers have kind of a different rhythm even to their Absolutely. writing and that does play to the tone um and how yes their book reads or feels Absolutely well and as I was going through this I was thinking of you know we had talked a couple weeks ago about romance and how or even rom-com, how diverse it is. Mm -hmm. And I was specifically thinking about Emily Henry versus Allie Hazelwood, because I think that's so, they are so distinct Mm -hmm. within what they do. Mm -hmm. Allie Hazelwood is, she goes into places where it's very funny. It's very purposefully kind of a little flippant at times. And Emily Henry is, is, it can be biting. Even the, Mm -hmm. The B plots tend to be a lot more serious. Yeah. You have such a distinct, like a distinctive bittersweetness mm. to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be funny, but it's a very different type. Like it's, it's yeah. a very much, you know, not as laugh out loud. It's a lot more like you might chuckle to yourself or be like, oh, I get that. Yeah. And I feel that. A little drier, um, the humor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Whereas Ali Hazelwood's does tend to be kind of ridiculous to the like, I'm laughing out loud a lot. Yeah, quirky, awkward kind of thing. Yes. Well, and I think that does note or like um, point out that tone also includes things like theme. Um, 
So in addition to like sentence structure and the rhythm and word choice, it also has to do with the types of things you're writing, the ways that you approach your writing, the ways that um, the types of humor you're using, like in the example between Allie Hazelwood and Emily Henry, like all of that plays into what your voice is um, and, and the tone of your book. And I think as we look at this, like the list of things that they like, that really go into tone, you know, word choice that we've mentioned before, mm-hmm. but also setting can play into it yeah, too. Sure. And in that, you know, length of sentences, yeah. are they longer? Are they more descriptive? Are they short? And mm-hmm. someone brought up as I was looking through like um, Edgar Allen's The Telltale Heart yeah. and how distinctive it is with the short biting very um words with very strong uh letters that make very distinctive sound even when you're reading it yeah and I I love how all of that kind of contributes I do think that's one of the reasons why tone is a little difficult to pin down yeah all kind of comes together things that we've talked together about separately kind of comes together cohesively to make that tone that mood um that we're over you know overarchingly trying to create yeah well and I think tone and voice get a little bit um mixed up and convoluted too like Mm. I think they are distinct and yet people often use them together and and they do they do blend so much you know like yeah absolutely um, and yet I I tend to think of like like for example, I think my voice has a like tends to be a little staccato. Like I tend to use shorter sentences mm, yes. and things like that. But and that translates to any type of thing I'm writing. But the tone mm-hmm. in my dark fantasy is very different from the tone in my alien romances because of things that are a little more um that have to do with things like setting and word choice yeah. and kind of the environment and even I I think it's really interesting to like thinking about the types of similes and metaphors you use because yeah. like the things I'm gonna use in an alien romance are gonna be kind of quirky and fun or like light they might be yeah. space related you know like absolutely um, but the things in a dark in this dark romance like are very different it's things like cobwebs and spiders yes you know like these darker tones absolutely graveyards and like my similes are coming from things like that rather than other things and yet in the midst of those there are still things that overlap that are this is my voice um and like I think that the voice is the thing that carries above tone whereas tone can change a little more from project to project yeah it's kind of the clothes that your story wears yeah and I love looking at it from that perspective because I think Looking at it from the, does this fit? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's very much the conversation of being deliberate mm-hmm. of, does this fit? Will it be discordant? Will yeah. it go against the tone I'm trying to create? Which I think we've all read something where mm-hmm. you get a metaphor and you're like, where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> It feels like it doesn't, it's not cohesive. Yeah. It feels like it doesn't further the story. And if that's the, if that's something that is an element of the story where you want a character to rub against the tone, mm-hmm. 
that's a deliberate choice. But if it's not a deliberate choice, if you're not choosing something that furthers what you're overarchingly trying to create there, that rubs against the mood, the vibe, the aesthetic, it will stick out. Someone reading it will be like, that that doesn't feel right. That feels like it doesn't belong in this story at all. Well, I have a very specific example of that, actually. Um, The gothic novel I'm working on co-writing with someone, we have a scene where the character gets kind of freaked out in the dark, and um, she has a piece of luggage with her. And so we had this line about, like, clutching the luggage. And initially, I had put in a a simile about it being like a child holding on to a comfort toy or a comfort item and and it fits with the mood of the scene like she is um scared she's you know like in a vulnerable place and yet it didn't fit with it was too light for the tone of the book which is much darker and having this imagery of a child feels very innocent and light and while the action of the child of like holding something and kind of seeking comfort in a vulnerable moment is right the simile didn't work because it yes didn't fit the tone of the book and that kind of gothic dark feel yes well and I think I mean we've talked about some ways of doing this of figuring out what fits but I do think that that kind of starts with the aesthetics of having a very distinctive whether or not you use like an actual aesthetic board or Mm -hmm. Pinterest or whatever method Mm -hmm. having a very distinctive image of your intent Yes. with a story will will make I think getting the tone feel e- either getting it right or noticing that like you just said when it's noticing off. when it is off <laughs> and yeah. you're like oh wait 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 that doesn't fit it yeah. really does help because then you have an idea of what you're shooting for you have your intention kind of yeah. a little more top down so you have an idea of what you're doing yeah, I agree. Aesthetic boards can be really great for that. I've been start. I started this year doing a word board for different projects. Yes. So when I come across a, a word or an image or a metaphor yes. that feels like, oh, that really is that's the tone I'm wanting for this particular yes. book. Then I put it all in a list. Um, and or I'll read something else and be like, oh, this is for this other project. Like, oh, I really yes. like the way. Um, this word, you know, like, and I, I think it's been mm-hmm. helpful then to pull that out when I'm working on that particular project to pull out that yes. word board and look at it um, and kind of evoke the feel of what I want with those words. Mm-hmm. And also to kind of help me get out of the rut of like, just my voice, <laughs> because yeah. in terms of voice, verse tone, like I have certain words that I gravitate towards Absolutely. as just part of my voice and I get stuck in certain patterns. And so having this list can kind of help me to be like, oh, yeah, okay. I wouldn't usually use the word pungent, but it really works for this or, you know, or yes. whatever the word is. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So it's I, been a kind of an interesting practice. And I think almost it's that gut reaction, too, that mm-hmm. it's on a very emotional level. It keys you in to yeah. what is this is this stories. What mm-hmm. is this stories and what's not this stories? 
And, and Amanda Gorman, um, in her masterclass, which we were talking mm -hmm. about um, several weeks ago, has this word cloud that she does something very yeah. similar to that, too, where she uses phrases and words that are this poems. And it helps her lock in each time she sits down to just read through them. I, I think that's such a wise exercise to remember that, yes, we know a lot of words, but sometimes... When we're writing something, keying ourselves into the intent. What is yeah. what are we actually actively trying to create? Yeah. It's this versus that. And I don't know. Do you um, go about it at all with choosing a tone word? Because I've seen like a single word. Yeah, or like a couple no, words to like uh -huh. tap down your tone. Because there's there's a lot of different words that can help describe sure. tone. Like there's, uh, I'll put it, link it in um, with the notes. It's like 195 different words of that could describe tone. And I think some of that has been helpful. I was like going about mine backwards because the tone was mm -hmm. actually very distinctive from the beginning which doesn't always happen with my projects yeah. but trying to go in and say okay what was the what was the tone here and then like as you edit again yeah kind of keeping those words in your mind too yeah um, I just thought that was an interesting exercise that that could be another way at getting the tone as well yeah I like that that's interesting I do find that like so like the dark fantasy that I'm that I worked on this year like has I found that it was hard to keep that tone. Like I started with a really strong mm. voice and tone yeah, and yeah. it tapers off. And so one of the comments, some of my baiters, particularly because I have two distinct point of views and two distinct voices and one is in first person and one is in third person. Yeah. So the tones, even of the two characters are very different. Yes. Um, and yet what ended up happening a lot is my female character, her tone like trails off and it doesn't carry the same notes as the other character's voice and so there's like a yeah. a discordance in it now that I have to go back and and revise and it was one of the things like one of the only things in this project that beta's really pointed out consistently was that the tone changed as the book went yeah. on and became lighter um from where it started and so I think it's good like having a single word like that or a single couple yeah. words like that I imagine would be helpful to to just it's a little easier than like reading through a whole list or looking yeah. through all of your Pinterest project every time you right. sit down to write just like okay yeah. here's that one word that I'm gonna try for it as I go so that it stays consistent yeah yes and I think that's a great way of looking at it too that because I do look at my Pinterest board but not every single time mm -hmm. and sometimes having something that's a little more potent and yeah and right there and and very, you know, in three to five words, captures what is that? What yeah. is this we're trying to make? And and I think also knowing, and I, I think that's a great point about tone in that it can shift. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it might shift because you're intending to shift it on purpose. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it is that it does change because as you go along, you might be focusing on other things. Sure. It's exactly. something else. So then your like own natural voice just kind of comes in and you get more in those ruts because right. oh, wait, I gotta figure out this plot piece or whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the joy and I think we yeah, like that's where you get right. that. <laughs> and, I, 
I think we all have different elements of that, that it's hard to hold all of those things in our hands. And, yeah. and I think releasing that and just saying, you know, oh, yeah. okay, that's okay. We can, we can edit for can tone. Yeah. We can, yeah, we can edit to get the word choice different over time. Even if we yeah. can't do that in real time, if we wanted to focus on this versus that, we can. And that's yeah. definitely part of what the process can be is to put on those different lenses at different moments. Yeah. And not almost not putting so much pressure on our shoulders to have to have yes. everything yes. <laughs> all at once. That's so true. That's really good. Yes. So we hope that you explore tone a little bit and experiment. Maybe do a little exercise. I'm going to write a paragraph um, of the same events happening, but in different tones and see how that changes the kinds of words you choose and the setting you choose yeah. and things like that. Um but yeah, we hope that you experiment and play and also give yourself lots of grace to remember that this is something that you can revise and edit for later. <laughs> yes. So keep reading, keep writing and keep putting your work out into the world.